Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Now with more mummies. Well, at least one. Yeah. Hey, that's more <laughs> mummies than we've had this entire book. There's so. been a mummy's mask floating around for a while. Though, I mean, so. yes, but oh, we haven't had actually a mummy fight ha, ha. since... Uh, Real funny. What, it's beginning of book two? Last no, there were mummies was... in the fight with Nebtakufri. Yeah, you fought two mummies there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. No, there was a progression. There was one mummy fight at the beginning of book two, and then you fought two mummies separately whenever uh, you guys were exploring the... Uh, something of arithmetic bliss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you fought two mummies and a boss fight. Now we're back to on. a mummy. So the next step would have been three mummies, but oh well. Well, uh, uh, I I prefer one mummy to three. (laughs) This is a mummy with class levels. Yeah, it's a mummy cleric level fighter mummy. Oh Oh, Oh, goodness, it's a tenth level mummy monk with flurry of blows mummy rot. That's not a bad idea. I'm immune to disease right now, so okay. I I prepared to magic missile it in the face. Yes. Selfish on Eurus returns. I'm immune to disease. So Sudi. <laughs> I am also. Yeah, but Sudi doesn't flaunt it. Sudi most of the time forgets. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. When last we'd left our heroes, having navigated through the city streets of Tefu, they had found the secret entrance into the dark archives. Or dark dark depository. depository. I keep wanting to say archives. Uh, did we make um, jokes about it being uh, the exact same as uh, The Legend of Zelda? Um, what temple was that? To the Shadow Temple. The Shadow Temple? Because it most definitely was down about well too. Oh. No, I no. think there was the grabbing hands joke from uh, Zelda, though. Yeah, I also, made, I made hands the, joke, the yes. joke of the dead But I just, I just occurred to me that I was like, wait a minute, this is a, we're down a well. Why does that feel so familiar and not original? The shadow appears under Hollis and grabs her oh. and then drops her off at the beginning of the dungeon. Oh. <laughs> Dude, that would be like the top of the well and you've got to like climb all the way back down. Well, be, that would be really mean. Me, so. That's true. She could feather fall. I could dimension door. For 60 feet, though, like then you're falling, falling. I could dimension door. Well, and the go. feather falls 60 feet per caster level. The ring of feather falls only 60 feet uh, because it's a first level uh, caster. Shows what if I you know. cast the spell at 60 feet per caster level. No, oh, shows what I know. The Nothing. more you know, which for Hollis means that uh, that would be your, what, eighth level? Yeah. 480. Yeah. Which would actually take you all the way to the bottom of the 450 foot deep shaft. Hey. So, hey. no falling damage. However, the party entering into the dark depository had uh, found some secret doors, had opened up one of these, awakening and anchoring the massive bone golem that had set in the center, which had then subsequently beat the living daylights out of half of the party. Mostly just on Eurus. Mostly on Eurus. Was, yeah, Hollis was, wasn't touched. I was going to say, on Eurus, on having a bad time floating in the air with the bones cr- crunching them. Yep. Sad times. The heroes had successfully defeated the golem, had made their way back through the first secret passage that they chose, ending in a spacious, well, not really spacious, it's actually, it would be a spacious room if it were not crowded full of dozens of sarcophagi, uh, lined around the outside of the room, disturbing sarcophagi whose faces had been worn away to reveal just blank slate faces staring into darkness for all of eternity. To prove that the Church of Nethys in this town is even crazier, they were all mummified alive for gaining too much knowledge. It's pretty rad. No, it's not. Because they were like, you know, the the lost archives of knowledge that's too dark, and then they like read a book, and it's like, It's metal AF, y'all. It is super metal. They're like the dwarves of Moria. (laughs) They dug too deep. (laughs) <laughs> into the tomes. <laughs> into the dome. Yep. They dug too deep into the stacks of books. But we're going to ask him a question maybe in a second. After this could have been on Eurus's fate. Oh. Ooh, I mean, that is true. That too deep. Oh, no. You yeah, I didn't been have access to any of this stuff. But now. But they knew you were looking. Now we have. So we basically found like Lao Guy is what we're getting down to. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. While searching through here, 
You had, however, found a single sarcophagus. Kind of checked the hieroglyphs on the various sarcophagi and their sins and so on. And you'd found one of them, the occupant who was labeled as Kennedy, uh, having researched too deeply into the life of the Sky Pharaoh. Ooh, boy, gotta talk to him. It's also his was one that had was not sealed. So that makes it even weirder, like somebody may have opened this already. Yep. Stumbled free of this, eyes blazing with a red light from beneath his death mask as he'd stepped free. Strangely almost like beefier than most of the mummies, mm-hmm. like full body oh, no, muscle mummy as he steps forth from the sarcophagi. He's on that venom. And you know what? I suppose for two weeks in a row now, let's go ahead and just start with initiative. Okay. Can I prepare an action of missile with him in face? You did. I'll let you get that off here. Yay. Uh, Otherwise, my initiative's kind of meh. Sad. <laughs> sad for you. Oh, but I took improved initiative, y'all, so it's okay. <laughs> Got an 11. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this started. Hollis. 11. Hollis gets an 11. Sudi. 14. Citra. Rolled a 15 for 21. On yours. 11. Oh, sorry, 12. I can't add. I rolled an 11. 12. <laughs> <laughs> Math. So we got 11, 12, 14, and what did you get? 21. On her. 8. Poor on her. He's like, nah. He's very surprised. He's very uncomfortable in this place because uh, the it's tiny. Well, unlike the hallway outside, the ceilings in this room are only 10 feet high. Oh, weird. There's also so, a 20, 25 foot room, like square room, so it's actually pretty small. Pool of dead guys. Yep, mostly sarcophagi. Sarcophagi's. Haha. Sarcophagi's. There you go. There's your, there's a little uh, mummy humor, light in the mood. Hollis, your ready to action does go off. Yeah. Uh, this thing kind of springs out. Hollis extends forth a hand. Chance and Tone calls upon arcane power. A, uh, you're eighth level? Yes. So it'd be what, four shards? Maybe. You get four missiles at eighth level? I don't, I don't know. Because I think it caps at five at ninth. So four purple shards streak across the distance, slicing into this thing to no effect. <gasps> it has a shield! As it steps forward and out. And if you'll put this shockingly buff mummy in the sarcophagi between uh, wow. on your... Ass- I, I <laughs> he did not skip leg day. Well, maybe he's just not been a mummy He's not very directly. Long. He's still in the sarcophagi. Oh, okay. Oh, no, y'all. That was bad. So, blast into him, bringing us to round one of combat. Citra, you have first initiative. He hasn't gone yet. Sneak attack. I'm going to get in there. Very well. Can make a knowledge uh, religion or knowledge arcana. Okay. Oh, I got arcana. Oh, didn't roll very well, though. Uh, I rolled a 9 for a 14. Yeah, it's just some sort of potentially be shielded. There are spells that protect people from magic missiles. Well, I'm going to employ my etheric strike. Nice. uh, If I can hit it. So let's see how this goes. Oh, no, I didn't hit it, I don't think. It's (laughs) flat-footed. I know. Uh, It would be a 15. 15 will not hit your flat-footed opponent. Uh, I only rolled a three. Uh, (laughs) Your blade kind of thunks into this and just sort of reverbs off of its its resin-hardened flesh. Oh, well, that wasn't good. Well, the magic missile didn't work either, so... On the plus side, that's still in the sarcophagus? I don't think that's a plus. So he starts punching. Punch, 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 punch. I don't think it's your turn yet. Yeah, no, I don't think it's my turn yet either. That brings us... To the mummy. Oh. It pushes itself free as the sarcophagus kind of falls back, cracking the head of it against the wall behind it as it strides out. It then launches out with a fist straight towards Citra. Of course it does. Rachel has that I have made a terrible mistake look on her face right now. Yep. <laughs> That's a perfect 20 wall. Oh, oh, no. 
Ow. You are kidding me. Starting Tay. Uh, oh, no. On the dangerous side. Oh, no. Uh, it's a 30 to confirm. Oh! Yeah! Holy crap! Oh, no! We should run. It's buff. <laughs> it's a favorite enemy human ranger. I don't know. 16 points of damage Ow. as it hits you. Okay. Wait a minute. That's very low. Yeah. Does a 27 beat your CMD? Oh, no. Yes? Uh-oh. So the mummy reaches out, slams its fist into you. As it does so, the bandage wraps across its arms, slither out as ah! it hears snakes wrapping around ah! and constricting around your body what? as they literally start wrapping Citra up from head spiraling down her body. What? Ow! This is bad. What the F? They then all constrict simultaneously ah! for an additional 10 points of damage. Oh no! Oh, that's that's, okay. a, that's no. a lot less damage than I it's thought. It's a lot less, but it's still bad. It's more constriction. Is this the theme of this uh, dungeon? Is it constriction? I'm thinking so. We're going to be fighting uh, a python next. What? Aw, I don't know. Things that constrict. <laughs> it then backhands sideways out at Sudi. Ah! Okay. That'd be a 30. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It doesn't do that much damage. It's going to bandage me, too. Uh, inflicting six points of damage. So five points of damage, you say. No, this might not. That's only a 20 against your CMD. No, not even Very close. Well. So Sudi manages to spring back as these bandages start trying to grab around your arms, legs, ankles, trying to slither their way up across you as this thing begins to flail out utterly silently. I don't remember this ahead. from Mummies 101! I like that we have assumed that Sudi has taken Mummy 101. Um, that's a Shepis class, actually. I was going to say, it was a Shepis elective. It's a Professor Shepis class. Sudi Kantar. All right. Um, I guess I'll roll Knowledge Religion just yep. in case, but I probably am not going to get this because I roll real low. And, um, yeah, I rolled a four for a nine, so I don't know what this is. Nope. All right, I'm going to punch it. I'm going to punch it. Yep. So, swift action pummeling style. Right. Um, so, I'm going to flurry blows it, because why not? Huzzah! Uh, so, 21. A 21 is going to strike your opponent. Hey-o! Uh, so that's nine points of damage. To no effect. What? Your fist crunches into this before just rebounding off of it. Even oh, with God. as much bandages as it's already wrapped around Citra, it's still completely covered. And your fist kind of bounces off of this, almost like you're just punching a giant bag of linen. <laughs> Try it again. 16? No. Yeah, you just, right. you basically, you punch him with the first hit, seemingly to no effect, at which point the bandages start to wrap, crawling up your wrists and across yeah. up towards your elbow as you rip your arm back free sliding out like a cat escaping from a bag. I think this was a trap, y'all. <laughs> I think that we made a terrible mistake. If this has DR10, we're going to be in trouble. Um, yeah, that's only a 12 on the last hit. So you lash out, flailing against this thing, seemingly to no effect. Great. On yours. I don't think this is a mummy. Hope. Uh, on yours, rolls knowledge religion, and I get a 24. What? Are you? Whatever this is, it isn't dead. Uh, Animated. It's not dead. It, it doesn't appear to be any sort of necromatic, or it's not a mummy. It doesn't appear to be any sort of dead thing. This is a trap. It's not undead. Uh, then what is it? Uh. On your just looks at you like. <laughs> Let's see. I get to go next. Maybe I'll know. Maybe this you'll is going it. to be a problem. 
the spell that I magic. think somebody knew we were going to look in this guy's coffin. That's why it was open. He's attacking us. And it's it was trapped. A if Citra could re- repeat that slightly more out of breath. No, basically being anaconda constricted over there. On yours gets a 22 to hit it. A 22 will strike your target. Uh, please tell me slashing bypasses it because that would be nice right now. Uh, oh, wow. I rolled an 8, so 11 points of damage. Yeah, your blade cleaves into the side of this thing, ripping through bandages and sending them scattered everywhere. Okay. Strangely enough, despite the fact that you cut like six inches deep, you oddly don't feel like you hit anything underneath the surface. It's gotta be an animated object because magic missile doesn't affect objects. I think it's a trap. Well, I mean, I don't think it's like a trap as in the, because you don't fight traps. No, but I think like somebody laid this as a trap. Oh, Onyris would have had to use his first action to draw his weapon. Oh, okay. Because you're using both hands. Oh, oh, yeah, fair point. Pull the sarcophagus lid off. So, first action, draw the weapon, second action, swing. All right. You still do manage to inflict the first damage on this thing. Hollis. I'm going to know what this is, hopefully. All right. Do you need your chicken to aid another? Nah, seven plus 17. 24. Uh, 24, that's right. Arcana. 24 knowledge arcana. You do know what this is, being the intrepid archaeologist that you are. Hey! These are almost always mistaken for a mummy. Sometimes they're actually mistaken for adherers, which you could explain to the rest of the party what adherers are later, although they actually already know because they fought an adherer previously. We know. <laughs> a mummy golem is comprised of fiery bandages and wrappings sprinkled with mummy dust and held together by magic. The creature has no association with true mummies and is not undead, so it cannot be turned or affected by clerics. Mummy golems are often employed by clerics or necromancers and necromancers as temple guards or crypts and tomb guards. Hmm. Unlike, of course, a mummy, they are an uh, unintelligent creature. Its body is composed of tightly knotted and rolled bandages held together by magic in the shape of a man. Uh, so it is literally just a six-foot-tall walking bandage. Oh, so there's not even like a person There's not even flesh or anything underneath this. It's oh, just weird. bandages. <laughs> Wonderful. Lovely. You do know that they possess all the standard construct stuff. In addition to that, you have two questions you may ask pertaining towards the mummy golem. Special defenses, please. Too bad you can't just set it on fire. Well, special defenses, yeah. Defenses are good. A mummy golem possesses damage reduction. Knowing what overcomes its damage reduction is a separate question. It possesses construct traits. So it has uh, immunity to all mind-affecting effects, immunity to bleed, death effects, disease, necromantics effects, poison, paralysis, sleep effects, stunning, not subject to ability damage, ability drain, fatigue, exhaustion, energy drain, or non-lethal damage, cannot heal of its own, immune, immune to any effect that requires a fortitude save that does not also affect objects. In addition to that, you know that it is immune to magic, like many wow, golems. Wow, full-on immune? The standard golem immunity where they're immune to anything that allows for a first spell resistance. Okay. Dang it. In okay. addition to that, there are certain magic effects that do affect it. Okay. Knowing those would be a separate question also. I think we should know those. Yeah. I would like to know those. Mummy golem is immune to any spell or spellic ability that allows for spell resistance, except as noted below. This is actually pretty useful for you. Spells with the fire descriptor deal full damage to a yeah. mummy golem. Hey. Set it on fire. <laughs> mage's sword spell deals full damage to a mummy golem as well. Because it's force effect? Yeah, but I didn't prepare any fire spells because we're in a library. Also, yeah, also we're not a high enough level for mage's sword. That's a I don't have mage's sword yet. So. But yeah. I do have something that will work. Okay. Hey. Acid arrow. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say another acid pen. (laughs) I'm just going to drop him and the sarcophagi and the sarcophagi next to him, maybe Citra, all into this pit and see what happens. Acid arrow. That's what I'm going to do. Good luck, Citra. (laughs) How good is your reflex save while grappled? Probably not great. I mean, it's still a nine. (laughs) That's actually still pretty good. I get a 20 to touch it with my acid arrow. A 20. The 20 is going to hit your target's touch, AC. Yay. Yay! So, 2d4 damage. Three points of acid damage. <laughs> Sad. And it'll linger for 
Two more turns? For every three caster levels, so two more turns. So three points of acid damage as you splash this thing, it begins to burn and sizzle. Oh, uh, it's not pertinent, but was that with the minus four for firing in a melee? No. So it'd be a 16? 16. Still hits. It's a bag of linen. (laughs) (laughs) I'll also be like, that. it's a construct, that's a golem. What? No, it's a mummy. Magic and fire. Remember, magic doesn't work, but fire does. Slashing seems to get through its damage reduction. It's damage reduction. <laughs> Slashing seems to get through its Defenses. linen body. You gotta cut the linen, not you gotta smash cut it. it. <laughs> you can't punch a pillow. It doesn't do nothing. <laughs> you can punch a pillow. It just doesn't do... Uh, from cuts. Hollis. Unhurt. Can he bombard from where he is? Uh, it would be an action for him to still draw the, the vial. So he would have to do it next turn. Or you're saying, could he throw it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could pluck it out, hover up, and toss it. Okay, he's going to do that. Um, isn't he going to burn everyone? Yes. But it's fire damage, so... No, on yours doesn't care. On yours is burning himself, though, so at least he he's gets to feel the burn. He's got reduction, or whatever. Feel the burn. On yours doesn't care, because he's not going to be subject to the one Dang point it. of fire damage. Should have done resist fire. He gets a 14, which I don't think is high enough. Oh boy. A 14, uh, with that, is that with the minus four for throwing in a melee? No. So a 10? Yeah. A 10 will hit your target's touch AC. Oh. Well, okay then. Four. Four? So four points of fire damage to it, and then one point of fire damage to Sudi, Citra, and Citra. And also... I have to refill on, on Hurt's bag next... After yeah, especially after this. this. He's only got two more alchemist fires, and then he's empty. Uh, that also starts burning through the linens that are holding Citra in place. Oh. Oh, good. Cool. Um, it doesn't destroy them, but it did do some hit point damage to the linens holding Citra. Speaking of, Citra. I would like to get out of this, please. So your options are you can do an escape artist check, you could do a combat maneuver check against this combat maneuver defense, or you can actually just make attack rolls because the linens are connected to you, so it's kind of like a net, so you can actually make an attack roll to cut through the linens connecting you to him and try to break free that way. So I'm attacking him still? You're attacking the linens. It's a separate AC. It's kind of like if you were swallowed whole, that you're attacking inside It's almost identical to what you're dealing with the bone cage crushing on Eurus, where it has its own separate AC and hit points and everything else. Well, yeah, I need to to get free, so I'll attack the linens. I think that's still my best bet. Okay, yeah, so you can bring your blade to bear. It's a minus two on your... I think I'll be fine, though, actually. Rolled a 19. For you, it would actually be a minus four. Why? Uh, it's a minus two to your attack rolls. It's an additional. You're also taking a minus four penalty to your dexterity while you're grappled. Oh. And since you're a finesse fighter, that means that that minus two penalty to your dex modifier is going to apply to your attack rolls. Well. I still ended up with a 27. Okay. Yeah. 27 will, will definitely hit the linens. Did you critical? Yes, actually I did. Can you so critical you the linen? Because I rolled a 19. So my crit range is 18 to 20. Can you critical the linen? I don't know. Can I? Does it have a definable weak spot? It's kind of like when you're tearing tape. You get you know? it in that sweet spot where you just go, and it works. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't specify that it's an object. It's actually an extension of the golem. So, and the golem is subject to criticals. So, okay, yeah, then. go ahead. Okay, so that means I rolled a 10. You managed 15, to cut right at the 22, base of the mummy wrappings. Uh, that'd be an 18 to confirm. And 18 will confirm. Okay. Nice. Get Crit- it. So critical the linen? Get it. Yeah. I mean, to be critical fair, they're covered the in like Greek fire right now, which That's is burning true. all over them also. So, and slightly singeing Citra. Is slightly to- singeing oh, Citra. No, uh, that would be 17 points of damage. You slice clear through the linens holding you. The moment you cut through them and detach them from the mummy itself... 
they just become loose wrappings over you, as if once they're cut free from the mummy, they're no longer they no longer possess the animating force. I shake them off. Shake it off. Okay. Yep. Okay. Your second, second attack. attack. Oh no! I only got nine. Nine will not strike the mummy. <laughs> Sad. I rolled a two. Do you want to hold your ground there? You still have a five foot set remaining. Okay, because yes. I really need to get into the flank. Who goes first, on yours or Sudi? Sudi goes. I, do, I go first. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to five foot step in front of Onuris and get into the flank. All right, so you Snuggling out to five around to the side. Yes. Darting into the square there. And then that way Sudi can jump in and I've got you the flank. Okay, cool. All right, so you push into that square, shoving past the sarcophagus there, bring us to the mummy. It's not a mummy. The mummy golem. It, it says it's it's a golem that's also a mummy. That's true. <laughs> Bring us to the walking first aid cabinet. <laughs> in the center of them, there's a whole bunch of like extra wraps and disinfectants neosporin. and neosporin. <laughs> when you're criticaling it, it's actually like you're hitting the pop in the neosporin. And it's just leaking everywhere. <laughs> oh, God. He punches you with one fist and then reaches out with some burn ointment to you with the other. Uh, no. Uh, he's on fire, but uh, it can't feel pain. He's so on fire. So hot right now. <laughs> it doesn't really have an intelligence. Citrus still within its reach. But I haven't heard it. <laughs> True. You were the first one to step up and attempt to, though. Yes. Yes, I did. I did get up in its grill, and I did try to stab it, but I was unsuccessful. All right. It's going to attack once at Citra, once at... No, it's going to focus its attacks. We'll see what happens. If it constricts Citra again, it might move on. That's a 25 to hit the rogue. Yes. Sad. So seven points of damage. That's a 34 to beat your combat maneuver defense. Yes. Oh my. Uh, it enwraps you once again. Dealing an additional 12 points of damage as the wrappings begin to crush around uh, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm hurting quite a bit. <sighs> yeah, that's a problem. I can't, uh, I can maybe take one more hit and that's it. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay, so Citrus constricted. So he's just going to let the bandages kill you. Uh, yeah, so, but it's already turned its attention in that direction, so it'll lash out at Onuris. Onuris actually inflicting damage, and also being one of the two people that opened the sarcophagi. 30 even to strike the priest. Oh, yeah. Yikes. I think that's hard. Or often, I guess. There's some damage. 13 points of damage as it slams its fist into you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a 36 is going to beat your CMD. Oh, yeah. Begins to constrict the priest for 13 additional points of damage as you feel this uh -oh. crushing weight of this thing beginning to bear down. Jeez. The rest of the bandages around it start to like float up behind it like Tyriel's wings in Diablo. Uh, Goodness. Sudi. Sudi doesn't like this. Sudi have anything that is slashing damage? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I've got a dagger. You should so, stab it. Well, yeah, so I'm going to take a five foot step over between this thing and the sarcophagus. Move action, pull a dagger, standard action, slash at it. Just out of curiosity, just to think about this tactically, uh, how much damage do you do with your dagger? D4 plus 3 versus you, a D8 plus 4 if I use my fists. And you can pummeling style with your fists to potentially get past the damage reduction eventually. Oh, no, that's and a good point. And you can flurry of blows so you can get more. Actually, you, yeah. You're so basically trading three attacks in pummeling style to eventually get over its damage reduction for one attack at less damage that gets past it. So, yeah. I'm not saying it's necessarily bad one way or the other, just... Ah, uh, no, I think I'm going to stick with my fist then and go for the pummeling style and just hope that I can hit it more than once. Because yeah. if I can't, then I basically do nothing. So. You need to take tiger style, but you can't tiger style in pummeling style. Yeah, yeah, no, you can only do one style at a time. So, alright, I'm going to try to punch it pummeling 
Unless you're a master of many styles. Lingley. Well, sure. Uh, 23 with the flank. 23 will strike your target. Okay. Uh, so that's 10 points of damage. Slamming into him to no effect. Well, because it's DR10, um, I'm assuming. But you you think you've opened a hole. Yeah. Am I still flanking, even though I'm grappled? Yes, because you yeah. still threaten the okay. opponent yeah. that is grappling you. Just making sure. All right, so I've, I've pried open the med kit here. I go for the uh, something else as you find in a med kit. I don't Actually, like, I don't like this metaphor. <laughs> it's a weird metaphor. Um, all right, so here goes attack number two. Um, that's a 22. 22 will strike your opponent. Hey, all right, come this on This one's now. getting through its damage reduction. Please. All right, seven points of damage. There we go. There's some damage as you punch into it again. Punches. All right, last attack. Your fist coming away covered in flaming oh. bandages. All right, so I get a 23, wait, 25 with the flank for my last yeah. attack. 25 will strike your target as you bring in your fists. Sudi's warmed up and ready to go. He's fired up. because There's the sound of like Sudi just rapid punching like a punching bag just over and over and over oh, again. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like this is just like training. Give it the old just one Just like too. the simulations. Uh, eight points of damage, so I hope I got its attention. You're doing a lot of damage there. I'm trying. It seems to be turning its attention in your direction, although disturbingly, as like the bandages are kind of like slowly unwrapping across its arms, it turns back, still has the two of them grapple, but seems to still be able to attack you because it's not grappled. Oh my goodness, what is this? It just turns back around to face you. What is this? I told you what this was. Gracious. This a great thing. time for burning hands and just I know, the whole right? party. <laughs> I didn't prepare any fire because we, we didn't were expect in a library. Nobody expects the mummy golem. I promise I did take these very basic fire spells. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, books, fire's this bad. Would be a great time to be an arcanist and have that quick study thing where you can use a standard action to swap spells. Well, and out. I just did my give me a minute, let me study thing to fill in the rest of my slots after we fought that other construct. Oops. So from Sudi, we go to Onyurus. I'm in a channel. That seems cool. Good. On yours, channels. You literally can't heal this thing, so feel free. This pulse of energy rolls through. Your falcon, two feet away, screeches in your ear. It echoes in the small chamber. Everybody gets 20 back. 20. A flood of healing pulses through the room. As Hollis, I think, uninjured from the last combat yeah, happens. <laughs> your slightly sore muscles from that long climb feel a little better after yeah. that. Uh, you have a move action made. I mean, I'm grappled. Yeah. Hollis. Uh, first, the acid arrow oh, yeah, hurts true. it some more. For five points of acid damage. It's both covered in acid and on fire. Uh, Not a great day for this guy. And then, I guess with my standard action, I'm going to activate my protective ward. Okay. Which is a 10-foot radius, so I need to move a little bit. Bear in mind, this, this is a deflection bonus and will not stack if people already have rings of protection. Oh, do as you already have AC those bonuses. plus two? It's I, plus I two, do have so a ring protection plus two, so that won't do I have any. a ring plus one. Mine's so. also plus one. So okay, it'll fine. give them a Good. plus one to their AC to each of them. Y'all get a plus one to y'all's AC for six rounds. Cool. Does it also give a bonus to saves, or is that separate? Mm. Am I thinking of the cleric one? You're thinking of the cleric one. Uh, plus one deflection bonus to AC. That's it. Okay. And then it goes up to plus two. Plus one for every five wizard level. So oh, okay. it's plus two right now. So it'd be plus three here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Also keep in mind that that applies to your combat movement defenses. Just so you know. From Hollis, we go to Unhurt. It takes another three points of fire damage. All right. Hurt Throw another birdie bomb. Unhurt kind of looks around, pulls another alchemist fire and Flakes it. Swear to God, he's half cat. <laughs> I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to anyway. Minus four. Okay, that's a half decent roll. 
see Bombards again. It's kind of sitting there so beating his wings 15. like wet mad. That's within minus four. Fifteen will strike your target. Nice. You're only slightly burning the mummy inside the sarcophagus. He only does two points of damage. So two points of damage to the mummy, one point of damage to Citra and Sudi. Okay. And then slightly burn some of the linen wrappings. On her, it would like to inform the party that he only has one alchemist fire left, and then his little birdie bag is empty. We can't Kaka. understand him. <laughs> we don't understand him Kaka, at all. Kaka. Kaka. Uh, Citra Nahamra. Well, I'm going to attack can, my wrapping. I was going to say, can you uh, sneak attack this thing? Not at the moment, <laughs> but I need to yeah, get out yeah. of the wrapping. I mean, yeah. you're flanking it. Yeah, you're flanking it. I can attack him. I don't have to attack the wrappings? Yeah. Well, yeah. Why oh, well, then yeah. I'll just do that. Uh, yeah, so you can attack at him. It's still your minus four to hit, but with a plus two for flanking. So it's going to be your attack bonus minus two. 18. 18 will not strike your target. Oh, no. Now I have a second attack, which is even worse. Rolled a four. Uh, okay. Bad. Yeah, you just can't get your weapons around a bear. That brings us to the mummy. Uh-oh. Well, does a 23 continue to grapple Citra? You have a plus one to your CMD? It does not, actually. Oh, okay. Hey. You said 23, correct? Yeah. That does not nice. succeed. <laughs> so it fails to maintain the grapple as Citra wiggles her way free. Yay! Yay! Probably doing that, like, flailing thing whenever you get, like, a... You walk through a spider web. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was me rolling a, uh, a two, so... <laughs> <laughs> and on yours... It's not much better, but that's a 26. Did you, I was going to say, did you roll a one? Because that's the only way on yours is getting out of this, probably. It was a plus one? Yeah, I mean, it's only a 21. With the... On yours takes 10 more points of damage as it continues to constrict. Onuris uh, is not like a squeeze toy monsters in this dungeon. As he just lets out a soft squeak. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got a wand? I can cast one of them, even if it's not quite my school. School. Not uh, quite my skill set. It then turns its attention on Sudi. Okay. We're looking at a 22 to hit the monk. Wait, did you give me an AC bonus? Oh, no, it didn't for me because it it's doesn't. A deflection. It doesn't. It Dang it, that's right on the nose Sorry. then. He punches your nose. No, don't boot my snoot. Eight points of damage. Howie. To your snoot. <laughs> Pretty sure 31 is going to beat your CMD. Oh, come on, right on the nose again. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, th the, I thought oh. I had a chance. He Dang likes it. your snoot. I'm enraptured. He's like, Kitty, yay. <laughs> I'm enraptured. He, he's like, this must be, what are they, the, um, oh, the little screaming cat things. What are those called? From what? That we fought earlier. The Uboshki? The Uboshki. He probably thinks yeah. you're an Uboshki. He's uh, like, why are you out of the sarcophagus? You gotta get back in. You need to be back in your wraps, kitty. <laughs> get back in the hole. But crushes you for 14 points of damage. Wow. Owie. That was its first punch. Citra's free now. So yeah, it turns back around to the rogue. Sucky. Yeah, we plus one. Oh, probably not though. That's a 16. No. So you stumble back free of this, probably using the sarcophagus for some cover Cover as the bandages start to like crawl up over the top and around the sides like snakes. Bring us to Sudi. You grappled. Punch it. Kill it. Murder it. Um, okay, so I'm gonna keep punching it because yeah, punch, the sooner punch. we get it down, the sooner it will stop killing me. Yeah, and you're not um, a finesse fighter, so it's nope, just a minus two. So it's just two. minus two. So I'm not getting the flank bonus now. Full out attack, pummelingly. You guys are still flanking. No, and that one! Well, yeah, but it cancels out. Yeah. Yep, it's that one. That one I will, of course, miss your target. All right, perfectly average 10 for a 21. 21 will strike your foe, though. All right. 
So you bring your fist to bear. Hey, that's 12 points of damage, Max. Actually, getting through its damage reduction and doing hey. a little damage to it. All right, come on now. As you begin ah. pumbling this bandage. Yeah, and then a 15 on the final strike. Nope. Sad. You're getting some nice hand wraps out of this, though. <laughs> I already uh, had hand wraps. <laughs> getting Mine are magical. Ones. Better. Uh, Studio begins to pumble away at this thing as we cut Great. to... On yours. Hmm. I'm just going to stab it. It's a good plan. Perfect 20. Nice. Perfect 20 will hit threat roll to confirm. Perfect 20 to confirm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that will confirm your Dang. critical hit. Can my co-press suddenly be Vorpal? Well, this thing doesn't have a head. It doesn't matter. I was going to say that. Sure, it can be Vorpal. You, you can cut its head off. It doesn't do anything. It's technically not a head. <laughs> it's true. That's not where it keeps its brain. Good. No, it I has do no brain. 18 points of damage. 18 Ow. points of damage. Yeah, he's still going. Ow. Crikey. Douchebag. 20? A 20, is that with the minus 2 for being grappled? Oh, crap. 18. 18 will not strike your opponent. Dang it. Oh, dang. Gotta, I feel like we gotta get a 20 or up to hit him. I think so too. Yeah. It's, in my it's turn. unfortunate. You're still like sitting there struggling. It's kind of pulling you in. You're crushing, being crushed by these bandages. And even as you strike down and manage to wedge your sword deep into it, you start to try to like pull it back out. And now there's bandages running up the length of the sword up across your arm. It's kind of like fighting the adherer again. Dang it. From there, we get a Hollis. Okay, so my acid arrow's last round goes. Uh, four points of acid damage. The difference, however, is that with a wizard, you can do things like that. As the acid bubbles finally burning a hole straight yeah, through the yay. center of its chest. I didn't get a single hit on it. Hollis, you kind of stare through the gaping hole of it as it just actually begins to steadily unravel and then just collapses like a pile of linens down to the floor, smoldering and burning and hissing with the sizzling sound of acid and the soft glowing embers of the fire as it falls still. There's the thunk-thunk as the mask falls onto the top of it, seeming to be the only solid thing of the whole creature. Well, I got two theories. My first theory, somebody knew we were going to come down here and remove the guy from inside and put this thing in. There's no, still a guy he in said here. something about on yeah, her still, burning the mummy inside. Yeah, Almost, this, there's this a mummy dude was in actually, there. The mummy golem was standing in front of the mummy inside of the sarcophagus. It's <laughs> <laughs> extra mean. They just double stacked the At mummy. At least it wasn't an actual mummy. Then we'd have like, you know, we fight this thing and the mummy. My it's second like, theory was going to be really cool, but I guess that's not it anymore. <laughs> I was going to be like, somebody came and stole this guy and he's leading the cult. Oh, that would have been oh, a cool man, theory. That, that just made me think of the most amazing turducken fight. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where it's like, it's the, it's an animated sarcophagus that attacks you, and then after you break for the sarcophagus, the mummy golem steps free, and then after you defeat the bandages, it falls off, and there was a mummy enwrapped inside of the mummy golem. <laughs> <laughs> it just grappled no, the entire time. No. <laughs> no. And then you kill it, and there's just a smaller mummy in the... <laughs> It's like turned into a Russian it's, doll it's, situation. It's, it's, I was going to say, kill, no, inside the mummy is Nubashki. As I say, you kill, you kill the mummy and then it suddenly re- immediately returns as a ghost. Oh, God. Or it just opens up and then there's like a one of those uh, undead scarab swarms inside of it no. that then attacks the party. I also like you went turducken with it instead of Russian nesting dolls because that's where I would have gone it. with it. What's wrong with the turducken? Nobody should have three layers of like meat stuffed in meat stuffed in meat. It's just weird. You're talking to Rick who literally got a meat lover's omelet this morning. Well, there's nothing wrong with a meat lover's omelet. I just find it weird to do like, I'm going to take a turkey, stuff a chicken inside of it. feel like you're at the top of the food chain than eating three animals at the same time. (laughs) I guess that's true. God. (laughs) I'm going to refill on her. It's bag. Um, This mask, what it be? Hollis detects magic. Uh, It's not magical. In fact, it's wooden. 
Oh, oh it's just like, is it painted with gold paint? Uh, it has some gold filigree and everything. It's worth about five gold pieces. Boo. It's still gold. We so. put it on the, on the bag. In the bag. Loot is loot. The room falls silent. Well, I guess we should talk to that guy, huh? That was weird. That was unpleasant. Okay, so somebody came down here. I don't know when, but they've went into straight to this one, which would be the one we're most likely to want to talk to or do something with, and put this thing in here. Trap. Definitely a trap. Well, that's what I said. And based on how uh, based on how close it is to what we're doing, I'm thinking the Hatia. That's what I mean. If they were being legitimate and didn't know where it was, it could be that they buried him with this to make sure that no one would ever learn these secrets. Maybe his secrets are the really, really bad ones. Which means and if the Hatia knew us at all, she would have. Uh, she would know that if this hadn't have been already cracked, we wouldn't have opened it. Hmm, that's a fair point. Either way, steal a mummy. This oh. one doesn't seem to be awake, which is how I like them. Citra, go ahead and make me an intelligence roll. I rolled a fifteen to get a seventeen. You kind of state this. You look over towards the mummy. You look over towards the uh, the sarcophagus lid. And you remember back, back to the paperwork you found before. Notice for the addition to the scrolls of inquiry, herein is the request to transfer the records of the interrogation of the priest Nahamra, throne of the sacrosanct order of the blue feather, to the curator Kennedy. Kennedy's the name on this sarcophagus. Oh, what? Kennedy of the Dark Depository of Tefu. Ooh. I know this name. What? When we were in. Wati, and we found the information about my ancestor. The information was sent to the curator Kinetti, the curator of the Dark Depository. Well, he's a curator of the Dark Depository in some sort of way, I guess. Forever. Oh, so maybe his his knowledge was he talked to... Well, he had to do with... uh, He found out what my ancestor knew. Yes. Well, that or... It says he dug too deep into the life of the Sky Pharaoh... If records were transferred here and he simply read them, they may have decided it was too much knowledge for him to have. Or it's one of them obvious things where the records are somewhere in here with him, under him, maybe? Or like, ooh, ooh, put on top of him and then you wrap him in the mummy stuff. How about I just ask? It's a good idea. Sudi (laughs) takes a step back because this is going to get weird for him. (laughs) What? He's never seen Speak With Dead done. I like to point out you're having this entire conversation as Onyris is in there with this like gold mask over his face. Oh, yeah. So you need to like have a little muffled sound coming out. It's just like, yes, I, I'm going to speak with dead now. All right. Well, I'm going to cast speak with dead through the mask. Well, the, use the artifact's ability to cast speak with dead, I suppose I should say. It's going to get weird. So he gets ready in case things go hairy. You call upon the power. Focus. It's a 10 minute casting time. So he's not going to hold that pose for 10 minutes. <laughs> Once he realizes this is like a ritual, he's going to be like, oh, okay, well, dang it. He probably sits and like meditates. I'm not, I'm not sitting. You do some Tai Chi. There you go. It's calming Tai Chi in the background. On your issue, stare ahead. He gets a will save, but it's going to be based on the mass DC, not mine. No, he does not. What? Oh, does he choose to fail? Is, no, his alignment is lawful neutral. His alignment's oh. the same as yours. Uh, so oh, nice. Save. You don't get a save if the alignment of the creature matches your alignment. Oh, well, good for you being lawful neutral. Let's pay off. You focus. The power of the mask kind of flows through you. The rest of you in the room, at first, it's almost not noticeable. For on yours, it's not noticeable, period, as he's focused so entirely on this spell. 
but for all the rest of you, the room, as of over the course of the next ten minutes, steadily feels like it almost closes in. It sort of darkens. Oh, creepy. Except for the mask, which seems to somehow catch all of the light and seems to glow with this almost golden radiance as the light seems to draw in towards it. Underneath that, there's this this whispering that seems to fill the room, growing in volume but never becoming intelligible as the ten minutes wear on. And then towards the end of it, you all feel this odd sensation, this kind of lightness in your stomach, and this it's almost feeling like you have to lean away because you feel like something is pulling at the center of you towards the mask. As the artifact takes effect, the corpse shudders and glows in a bluish light familiar to Citra, Sudi, and Onuris. That light of the pulsing caw energy. Ah! As the caw power of the mask transfers and seems to revitalize at least the smallest spark of this to call this curator's soul back from the beyond. The corpse shudders, and of course you can still only see like the bandage-wrapped face since its headdress was not provided. It's already been ripped open in the front as you're going to guess that this man was also buried alive and seems to have struggled his best and chewed through the bandages covering his mouth to at least try to breathe before he eventually died inside of the sarcophagus. It shudders and seems to be waiting. We have eight questions. Wowzers. Tell us everything you know about the Sky Pharaoh. That's not a question. (laughs) Where can we find the information about the Sky Pharaoh in the Dark Depository? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I was also going to ask it how to bypass the traps in the Dark Depository. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely ask that. Like, how do we actually... He's the curator. Well, it could be a play on words. (laughs) Well, it could also be that he... Like, they've changed the traps since then, too, so... But it might be worth... It's worth an ask. I mean, can't hurt. I want to ask, what do you know about the Sky Pharaoh? But I don't, I feel like that's too simple of a question. It's too broad, it yeah. Yeah, it's too broad. Because he could just say everything. And what, then it would... Well, it could be like, what do you, what information do you have on the Sky Pharaoh's pyramid? Yeah. He, he might not that. even know that. We just, yeah. re- I don't want to get too specific. I only want to ask him things that we probably, that we assume that he's going to know the answer to. With this sort of divination, it's usually best to start general and then make your way into mm-hmm. specific yep. for clarification. What information but... did you get about Nahamra? <laughs> That's a bonus question. Uh, the first question I'm going to ask it is, how do we bypass the face puzzles in the dark depository? Because we can't find anything until we can get around this yeah. place. <laughs> Through fear, close the path behind you. Oh, well, you know, these Nethians. Hollis is very pleased. <laughs> As Hollis begins immediately Cryptic. puzzling out the deeper meaning behind this. I do have my words. journal open and I am taking notes. I assume we're doing this in what, ancient Osiriani? It is only able to speak in ancient Assyriani, yeah. it seems to be. Yep. Um, although you can tell, for any of those of you who actually, anyone that wishes to, may make me a linguistics check. Uh, 10. 28. I rolled a 17 for a 23. On yours, only gets an 11. Hollis, being a, an experienced Assyrianologist, hey. um, he's using a lot of the verbiage of the ancient Assyriani, but not entirely. This is, this is again, closer to that middle Assyriani during the Kelsh Interregnum. You're going to guess that he probably was buried maybe 2,000 years ago? Hmm. Obviously not old enough to be contemporary during the time of the Sky Pharaoh. Hmm. Uh, Citra, you would also realize this, which would make some sense because Kennedy would have had to have been... It was in the newer of the files that you found in the, the Sanctum of the Erudite Eye, which means that Kennedy would have had to have been active effectively during the time during when the Plague of Madness hit Wati. Okay. 
So that would have been 1,800 years ago. Okay. So still over a thousand years back, but not ancient, ancient. We're looking for the rec- for the copy of the interrogation of your ancestor, and what records were transferred here from? Oh, but that would have been, that was only a hundred years ago. He wouldn't know where those are. Yeah. What specific? Like you could ask, like what specific knowledge? What are the details of the specific knowledge? I don't know how to phrase. Like got you wrapped up like a mummy in this box. Like, well, then he would just tell us researching the Sky Pharaoh because th- he's going to respond with what his are little the specific answer. details of. That knowledge. That's why I'm asking where is the knowledge so that yeah. we can go find it. It may not it. even be here. He may not know where it is. It's been 1,800 years. Hmm. The Nethians don't tend to move their <laughs> around very much, though. I don't know. They've moved it quite if, a bit. Well, they, <laughs> when they've moved it, though, they've left a note of where it is. Mm-hmm. Was so, it within the last 1,800 years that it was moved? Who knows? It was the last 100, I thought. That's the yeah. that's the files from the other one. The records from her ancestors' interrogation were the ones that he was put in charge of. Yeah, and I don't think they they don't have any knowledge of that. There was no way for them to know but that. But this guy knows about the Sky Pharaoh because that's why he's in this freaking box. Well, that's what I mean, though, is that they wouldn't have the information, like the most recent stuff we found out. But he should know about where my ancestors' information because the cult doesn't know where after that information. I'm just adding an additional. We have eight questions. Yeah. These are additional questions on top yeah. of asking about that. Yeah. No, I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what do we want to ask next? I'm going to ask it where the records of, the, what was he, the throne of the blah, 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 blah. Uh, Amra, the throne of the Sacta Saints Order of the, the blue, blue, blue feather. feather. Where the records about him are. Of the interrogation. Although he could just say the dark depository. Where in the dark depository. Go. Okay. Yeah, you got to be specific <laughs> with the phrasing. Where in the Dark Depository are the records of the interrogation of Nahamra, the throne of the, the Sacrosanct Order of the Blue Feather? The Secret Archive. Yep. <laughs> Where is the Secret Archive in the Dark Depository? Exactly. Nethian's not being very helpful, man. Well, that's the thing with the spell. They they don't have to tell you anything besides exactly what you answer. Yeah. Which is why asking them a broad question of what do you know about the Sky Pharaoh is... It's yeah, actually a pretty good question because he can't say I know something. He can't say yes. He can't say no. He can't say a lot. He could say a lot, he I say guess. A lot. He can definitely say a lot, yeah. <laughs> but I can't just say tell me everything you know because it's not a question. Yeah. I don't know how to make that a question. So, yeah, where is the secret archive in the Dark Depository? Beyond disgust. Man, this guy's. What is all the most about- interesting fact that you know about the Sky Pharaoh? That's a question. What? Interesting favorite subjective. Favorite color is blue. Yeah, exactly. He just says his favorite color was <laughs> lilac. And it's like, okay, that doesn't help us. All right, Gilderoy. <laughs> Thank you for getting that reference. <laughs> this guy knows a lot about the pharaoh. I'd like to ask him what he knows, but no one will help me figure out how to ask that question. No, I, I'm trying to think. That's my problem. <laughs> like, I want to know. Every, everything I can think of is too broad. Like, yeah. it's one of those where he could give us, like, a one or two word question I, answer. Wait, what you could do is use your first couple of answers or first couple of questions to narrow down the field like you have where you've now determined this is the information it's in the secret archive the secret archive is beyond disgust how do we navigate this place etc and then just throw out a couple of Hail Marys for the last one and see what information you can start to divine from it Yeah. where in the secret archive is this info you jerk <laughs> I feel like if we get in there we can find it yeah probably we may need to ask where the if there's a if the secret archive is hidden not yeah, I was going to say, or yeah. what protections are there? Or how do we access between, the secret archive? Uh, well, yeah, between uh, that's the another thing and the that they archive. could. That's another thing that's probably changed over the last... Uh, maybe. Like, the faces are built into the walls. That's probably been here the whole time. Yeah. But the 
wards and the guardians, depending on how people have broken in and killed things, you know. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we, we know that if we if we go through fear and close the door behind us, that we get through the face puzzles. What's beyond... We could ask what's beyond each of the areas. Yeah. Just to get a general idea of kind of... <laughs> Draw us a map. <laughs> uh, well, that's what I'm kind of trying to get at is like that's just asking... so many questions. I don't know. Eh. For just, we could just wander through. And drawing, us a, drawing a map is also not a question. I know. <laughs> well, no, so you're trying to get the idea of like, okay, there's a room beyond that has a snake sigil on the wall or whatever. I do kind of want to know how big this place is. Yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping to get at, but you're right, it would be... We could ask likely. him how many rooms are in the dark depository. Oh, no, that's a good idea. As of 1,800 years ago, yeah. Uh, yeah. How many rooms are in the dark depository? Let's just see how big this place might yeah. be and how much murder we could encounter. Yeah, because if he says 2,000, then we're going to be in trouble. Innumerable. Oh, God, if you said innumerable, I'd be like, that's not an answer because there's definitely a finite number. Five. Oh, okay. So so pretty much there's a room off of each section. section. Yeah. And if you count this first chamber as a room... I don't know if he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what defines a room? That's why I'm like, these questions are not that helpful because we're going to have to go to all the rooms anyway. Not necessarily. It's it's more to get an idea of like how we should pace our spell casting and everything is what I'm think she's getting at. Yeah. All right, but there let's ask five some rooms. We we do need to ask some questions about two closets. Yeah, I was like <laughs> of this guy. I want to know about and information, not just layout of this one building. One rotunda. Uh, <laughs> and no bathrooms. Uh, we could ask him what piece of information about the Sky Pharaoh got him mummified. Ooh, that is what I would that, like. That, that yeah, I like oh, that. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. What information about Hakatep the Sky Pharaoh? caused you to be buried alive in the dark depository. Nice. Mummified alive. M- mummified alive. Yeah. What does Anders say? What information about Hakatep the Sky Pharaoh caused you to become mummified alive in the dark depository? Well, that's... Just saying, he might have been mummified in another place well, and brought down what here. It, what it does give Just us, saying. though, is if he learned information outside of the dark depository, we might get that. Uh, I don't know. He maybe. only died once, y'all. Some piece of information, no matter where he garnered it, is what caused him to be mummified. I found the location of his car <gasps> and Ib. <gasps> what? What's the location of that dude's bar? Yeah, I was going to say we're wearing the car, so. Ib's the body, right? Yes. Where yeah. That? Yeah. I, He's going to be like in his tomb. Where is. No, the bar should be in his pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, but the Ib, we knew that was in Chisisek's thing, right? Like well, that's, we don't know built? that. No, the only reason we're trying to find Chisisek is to figure out where Hagatep's tomb was constructed. Oh, yeah, right, Because right. it's been lost. Okay. Yeah. Where's that Ib, yo? Yeah, where is the Sky Pharaoh Hagatep's Ib? In his heart. Oh, and... Pencil. <laughs> yep. <sighs> what location on a map? Obvious <laughs> is answer is obvious. It's very it's necessary. super Nethian, yeah. Here is the location of Hakatep the Sky Pharaoh's heart. Yes. It is jar, no. <laughs> I swear to God, I will throw where a Where on a map? That. Like, where geographically? There you go. Where oh, geographically? You go. Specifically. Although is that could just be like in the mountains. To the east. Where in the world? Where precisely in the world is the geographic location <laughs> of <laughs> the heart of Hakatep the Sky Pharaoh? Because then he's just going to say, like, Osirian. That's why I said precisely. Well, that's precise. On a world global scale. Where in Osirian? Where precisely in Osirian? Oh, that might be What if it's not in Osirian? Well, you still have one question at that point, because you'd say it's not. Yeah. Where is it? 
So where precisely in Osirian is the location of Hakatep, the Sky Pharaoh's heart? I mean, Heather has to say it. I know. <laughs> trying to make, I'm trying to find a way to phrase it where there's not any freaking loopholes. This is where my rules lawyering comes in handy. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Stupid. Where you end up sleeping on the couch. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> where is the precise location in Osirian that the heart-containing Hakatep, the Sky Pharaoh's Ib, is located? I need longitude and latitude. You <laughs> In the chamber of binding, in the third level beneath the spire of Asgard. Oh, go Cyrus. <laughs> Do any of us know what this freaking spire is? What, what that? Hollis does. Hollis knows what that is. Oh, really? That's in Sophos. What? That's the room that my friend Sarah that was in when she disappeared, along with the artifact that was in there. Which apparently is this heart, which means A, we don't need to go to Sothos because it ain't there, and B, whoever has my friend has that heart. It's the cult of the Sky Pharaoh then. Um, I mean possibly. possibly. Oh. Because they were so. they were in Wati looking for the mask. So they have the Ib, which is probably which an are another artifact. It probably has some way to communicate with them. We like the, the mask car. does. Yeah, so we have the car, and that means that The cult of the Sky Pharaoh has the Ib. The Ib. The Ib. And the Ba will be in his tomb, wherever Hopefully. that is. All right. Well, on yours is having this conversation, be cognizant that if you ask any questions, the spell will interpret that as a question for the... I have not said any questions. You have not yet. I'm just making you aware that if you ask any questions okay. of anyone... Let's go ahead and ask him something else. Should we try to ask to see if he knows we where this, the flying pyramid is? Yeah, we could. Well, he well, said... Well, I mean, there's or, a chance. That or we ask where... Uh, if he... We could just ask what he knows about Hakatep and call it a day. Yeah, I was going to say, because like, I, I want to ask about Chisisek, but we've gotten nothing out of this guy, so it's probably going to be a waste of question. The spire of what, what, by the way, just so I have Alcicard that in the or something? It is it, the spire of Asgahad. He was the first pharaoh. Big old follower of Nethys. His spire is located in the center of Osothis. I think we should ask him where the tomb of Chisisek is. I because don't, we have no way of knowing he knows that. Well, I mean, the guy... I mean, he he existed after all this information. Yeah, but that's like a away. super minor detail that, unless he was trying to learn that. Because he said he found the the other two pieces, but he didn't find the third, which means he wouldn't know because he didn't have access to just. Oh, where in Osirian do you think the it is or the, the ba is? Best guess. I mean, if we have nothing else to ask, it's a hail mary, but it might be worth it. We could ask him if he has any idea where the ba is. Yeah, whatever. The other missing piece that we're missing. The body. Yeah. But uh, he could be, that that phrasing, he could be very, like, vague and just be like, in Hakatep's tomb, you know. I thought the Ib was in the heart. Did I write that down wrong? No, the Ib's in the heart. Hakatep's Ib and Kar trapped in his heart and funerary mask, Okay, so we need to find the Ba. Yeah. What's a Ba? The body. Body. Okay. No, I thought the Ib was the body. No, the Ib is his... The Ib is the seat of the person's personality that caused the life spark, and the Ba is effectively the person's form. Oh, I thought you said a minute ago that the Ib was the body. Okay, then I got that screwed up. Oh, what was the role of the Church of Nethys in what happened to Hakatep? In Hakatep's splitting of three souls or whatever? Oh, that might might be a nice question, too. He might know. He might not. I mean, he was a part of the Nethian church, so... Yeah, I mean, it's after his time, so they may not have told him, obviously. Well, he got put down here for knowing stuff about the pharaoh. That he shouldn't. Maybe. Okay, so... I don't know. Nice we could try. Yeah, try it. Because that answer could be in her ancestor's interrogation. Oh, yeah. 
Which is why I kind of want to ask him if he has any idea where the bar might be, because if we can't figure out down here where that is, we're at another flippin' dead end. Well, no, we're still looking for the pyramid. Yeah, which is where the boss should be. But if we can't find another lead on Chesasek's tomb down here, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I think either way, he's not going to give us any yeah. information. I mean, so yeah, we're probably not going to eat a whole lot. So <laughs> yeah. this is going to be your last question because you cannot you speak with dead again for another week. Yep. We'll just carry this guy's mummy around with us for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, no. Yeah, gross. It's gross. So you would probably be opposed to that. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, on yours would be too. That was Heather making a bad joke. We could just say, where do you think the location of Hakatep's spa is? Oh, yeah, like based on your research yeah. into In your guy best Pharaoh. estimation. Yeah, so I guess uh, based on your research into Hakatep the Sky Pharaoh, where do you think his ba would be located in Osirian? Because we ain't leaving Osirian. <laughs> Within his flying pyramid. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah, okay. We're definitely going to a flying pyramid at some well, point. Well, hey, that leads, if his research leads to believe that it's still in the pyramid, that means he hasn't been, like, found and is on display in the Black Rose Museum in Absalom well, uh, or well, something. Within 18 here. Well, to be <laughs> fair, the flying pyramid is probably going to be the hardest thing to assail. Either there's, like, a teleportation circle to take you up there, or you'd have to, like, have a long enough fly spell to go there, which is probably, like, you know, a thousand feet in the air. So it'd probably be relatively difficult to get to, so... Not the average tomb rate robber's uh, best target. That's assuming it's still in the air. That's assuming it's not accessible by, like, all the things in this game that can fly, like, well, naturally. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you're, it's the duration. As Onuris asked this last question. No, I, I mean, like, hippogriffs and oh, sphinxes. Yeah. and The body shudders and falls back. The blue flame that had kind of suffused it up until this point dissipates. The room's light seems to return and the whispering ends. And you just sit here with a dead body. Hollis is going to say a few words of Nethus prayers and put him back in his sarcophagus. I mean... Also, is that spell supposed to look like that? No. Okay. That's some weird artifact tomfoolery. Okay. So he has no idea what you just said, but he's just going to nod his head. Why would you not know what she said? Tomfoolery is probably not... A common phrase. Weirdness. Mm. Alright, so we know that we're technically in the room by fear, aren't we? Uh, we ain't in the room no. through the face. Ah. We gotta go no, through the face. No, fear was at the end of the other hallway. Yeah, it's opposite side of where mm-hmm. we are. Oh. You're okay. beyond disgust right now. Alright, so we need to go to fear and then close the door behind us and that will get us into the dark Wait, possible. no. The secret archive. Secret archive is behind disgust. This is disgust. Because I thought we went towards fear, so fear should be this way. No, we went, we went towards, towards sorrow. sorrow. Yeah, you went towards sorrow. So if the thing is behind disgust, it has to be, there's got to be a secret door here that leads into another room. Mm-hmm. But it said something about getting past the puzzles we had to go through fear. Didn't close it? the door behind you. It probably means tilt it sideways, mm-hmm. step through it, close it behind you. If I had to guess. But that might just... I don't know if there's any more traps. I wanted yeah. to ask at that, but we ran out of questions. Because if that's the way just to bypass the golem and the golem's dead, then, you What know, use is it? Because yeah. there was no magic or anything on any of the faces. Yeah. That, that we could tell. It might be on the other side. Yeah. But they most likely spin. the golem probably said, hey... Um, they didn't if, go through fear. Yeah, if they it. go through fear, don't do anything. Otherwise, destroy them. I mean, we're going to search this whole place regardless. But if this room is halfway behind disgust, there's got to be another room that goes through another secret passageway on the other side that has the records. 
Because he said the records were by on disgust. Yep, we can just hop back through that secret passage and then look. Yep. All right, we'll do that. I'll take point and check for traps and all Kay. that jazz. And search for secret doors. Okay. Do you replace the sarcophagus lid? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, not on yours, well... On yours has some holy water, but he's not undead, so... I guess we'll just let him chill. I put my holy symbol of Nethys around Citra's neck. Okay. It might bypass traps. I don't know. But I think you need this more than I do. But you're taking point. True. And so if it's going to trigger, it'll trigger on you. All right. So uh, you re-secure the lid to this sarcophagus. I suppose politely pick up all the bandages and toss them in a corner. Yeah. I'll kick them over there. It's a trip hazard. You make your way back behind the... uh, the sarcophagus in the corner, finding the secret passage that Sudi and or that Sudi had used to get back into the fight earlier, and crawl through this, finding the uh, turning around and finding the face of disgust. Although you only see half of it now, as this effectively rolled sideways, and so it's turned at a ninety-degree angle. So it's now the face is turned sideways horizontally instead of vertical as it was previously. So if we all exit it and then turn it the other way, is there a passage down the other side? Uh, Citra, you can go ahead and make a perception roll. I get a 28. A lot of you climb out. Citra, you, with a little help from Sudi, kind of roll this back up so that this face is facing back towards you, uh, taking it the 90 degrees back up into a horiz- or from a horizontal to a vertical position. You then fish around on the side, feel your fingers along the edge from where the uh, this is, and instead of this one pivoting, the other one pivoted on a central axis... This one, however, seems to just be in a slot where it can roll. You reach down and find a release, at which point you can roll it 90 degrees the other direction, so that it's now horizontal again, and kind of rolls steadily aside, revealing a three-foot-high, about two-and-a-half-foot-wide crescent moon gap that leads into another chamber beyond. Shall we? They were really into people crawling in here, weren't they? No time like the present. Puts you in a vulnerable position. I guess. We go. Yeah, Citra takes point, magnifying glass, and kukri at the ready. <laughs> Crawling into here, you drop into a room the same size as the one you just left. This one does not contain sarcophagi, and instead has three long rows of stone bookshelves. Ooh, yes. Okay. A vast collection of scrolls, clay tablets, stone carvings, and such litter this chamber, and the records are neatly stored on the shelves, although at points are haphazardly simply shoved into places or sometimes f- stored in stacks up to shoulder height around the room. Other than the entrance that you've just come through, there don't, doesn't appear to be any other entrances or exits from this room. I think we found the secret archive. Oh, wonderful. Begin searching for secret passages anyway. I'm going to begin reading. Do we start our research now, or do we check the other I mean, rooms? We should probably clear this place out if just he, in case if, there's anything that might come after us. If he considered the main chamber one room, there should be two more rooms behind the other halls. Yep. Well, it's up to y'all. I will point out that even with all of you searching through this room, at the moment with no direction to go in here, you haven't found any form of catalog or anything like that that's organized this. It is probably going to take you days just to sort through this one chamber yeah, without having anything to narrow you down. Some of the shelves, like I said, are neatly organized, and then it looks like they eventually just ran out of shelves and then started stacking things on the floor. Let's go ahead and check the rest of... 
to throw this out there mechanically is you can just research from this now. You're going to be taking a penalty because you don't have access to the rest of the library. Yeah, let's go to the rest of the library. Get the rest of the library and then try it. That penalty. Maybe there'll be a hint of how this is organized. Let's go ahead and go down to the fear chamber and go through that door and to see if that actually maybe does anything. We can also do some divination later and see if we can get a, a hint from the gods. The beyond. The great beyond. Cool. Fear face. The way of fear. I guess we'll see if there's any other secret passageways around that door. So you crawl back out of this room. Do you close it behind you or leave it open? Just leave it open. It said okay. to close it behind us. No, no that's, that's for fear. fear. Yeah. Oh, that one. So we leave it open. Okay. We'll probably end up regretting that at some point, but for now. Interesting. I don't like the way he said interesting. I know. That, that's what it's meant to do. Unsettling. Uh, what do you guys get taking 10 on a climb check? 21. A 10. 17. A 10 because of my armor check penalties. Okay. So since you guys can take 10, you can climb up the... Because again, you're climbing up a 45 degree angle slope to make your way back up into the center. Then you're going to have to acrobatics your way to slide down the other side. It'd be a lot easier if you're just using magic to fly everywhere or something. (laughs) (laughs) Already used those spells today. I think we established you guys could all take 10 on acrobatics check and navigate using uh, acrobatics as well. Yeah. Yep. So when you're not in combat, this isn't too bad. So you ascend up this side, reach the top platform where the acid pit was, where the scattered remains of the bone golem are still, although most of those slid down the slope and are just piled up down on the uh, the side of sorrow. There's still a secret passage off of that you haven't explored. Mm -hmm. You then slide down this side to the way of fear and reach the door, or at the very least the face. A perfectly round face here, carved into an expression of utter terror, occupies the end of this passage. Do we notice any secret passageways, or is fear just a door? We search for hidden rooms. You may make a perception roll. Citra, you may also. I'm still using my lens. I rolled a 16 for a 32. I rolled an 8 for a 19. Curse you, sight-based perception checks. I got a 13 for a 13. And yours rolls a 1 and gets a 14. Sad. So, Citra... You notice two things. First off, this door, again, each one of these has been, each one of the faces has been separate. The first one was on a central pivot. The second one rolled back and forth. This one appears to be on a hinge and can be pushed open like a door. You do, however, see the runic markings of a trap. You just kind of glance this over. You look around it. It's some sort of complex, powerful trap, but you just can't determine what it is. Really? With a 32? No, there's just some sort of trap on here. There's definitely a trap, but it's too complex for me. I don't know how to get rid of it. Where is it? Can I point it out or would that trigger it? Yeah, you can point it out. I point I it look out. at it and detect magic. By looking at it, you've triggered the trap. It's possible. Do you have the thing as a rogue yet where you don't trigger mag- magical traps? Uh, nope. I think that might be it's a much higher disabled yeah, device. Uh, uh, you don't detect any magic. Although it might be warded by a false aura, false aura you're not sure. Can I read the runes? They appear to just be standard magical runes. You can't determine what school that they're pertaining towards. Um, actually, no, you can make an Aldracana if you wish. Can I? Yeah, you can make an Aldracana as well. 28. 24. 28 and 24. Again, you can't determine exactly what this does, but it appears to be some sort of illusion spell. Through fear, close the door behind you. An illusion spell. That's not really my, that's not really my bag, but... 
I mean, that could be any number of terrifying death-causing things. Our friend said that to bypass the traps through fear, close the door behind you. Would he consider bypassing triggering? Because <laughs> technically the trap would be done. So I guess if we just go in there and close it, we see what happens. I mean, the most famous fear spell that's an illusion you can think of would be a phantasmal killer. Yep, that's what I was thinking of. And yeah, I was like, yep, oh let's my. Not do that. Is that illusion and not necromancy? It's an illusion. Yeah. Uh, it creates an illusion that scares you to death. That's true. I think someone with a really strong... Um, mental ability like very uh, a lot of willpower one might say uh, should go first that is not me I'll do it and a decent fortitude save just in case (laughs) (laughs) yeah I got a good will save but not not a good fortitude save yeah I was gonna say I've got good fort but not good will y'all wanna go stand back on yours we'll go through the door alright alright we stand back we all back up I don't have anything to give him except for a pat on the back I was gonna say thumbs up from the cat hand him the Nethys symbol (laughs) A nurse will open the door and close it behind him. So, I suppose all of you back up some. Do you climb back up the slope to the intersection? No, we just back up a few steps. Okay, well, if you back up like two feet, you're on the slope again. Well, we're going to stand on the slope, but we're not going to climb the slope. Yeah. On yours, you reach forward. I suppose grab onto the the release that Citra pointed out to you. Open it. Don't look, everyone. (laughs) Cover your eyes! (laughs) On yours, you release this. Open it. And I'm going to need you to roll. Nothing. Nothing happens. All right. Let's go through. Close the door behind me. I suppose on your steps through and then shuts the door on all of your faces. <laughs> it's my house the, now. <laughs> did you give him the holy simple or no? Well, I was about to, but I don't know if I got a chance to. I mean, you could have if you wanted to. Oh, well. If it it doesn't look like it would fine. matter, but. So what's on the other side of this door? I mean, I closed the door because that's what the guy told us to do. I'm not just going to leave it wide open. Because maybe that's another thing that triggers something. It triggers if it's open for too long. Yeah. Do we hear any screaming or... Uh, <laughs> dying. Sounds dying death. sounds. An explosion. No. On your issue, step through. On the other side, you find yourself in a chamber blanketed in hieroglyphs. Ooh. Across the surrounding walls and what appear to be various shelves, recesses, cabinets, and cubby holes crammed along the surrounding walls from here. Ooh. There are four exits from this chamber. Two on the wall to your right, one off and ahead of you, and then one off towards your left-hand side. That guy already lied. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Unless they've added rooms on since it's possible. Time here. possible. I guess, well, let's just go through the door then. I suppose to give the benefit of doubt, this could technically just be considered an entryway into hallways, considering mm-hmm. that there are just various halls that you can see branching off from here and not actual chambers. Mm-hmm. What it depends on how you define say? it. Uh, the hieroglyphs appear to be retellings of, or a, a list of various names and marks over and over again, retelling the achievements of the various curators. All of these seem to end with the phrase, entombed in the hall of lost curators. Great. So it's like, he did great stuff until he messed up and read something he shouldn't have, and then we punished him. That's what you get for reading. How uh, dare you? I guess we'll all go in there. Yeah, you can open this up. I'm, I'm very suspect step through there's no roll the trap's still here Citra can clearly see it so we just go in and close the door behind us really quick the trap itself might be an illusion huh? Maybe. oh no that would be interesting to have you like wasted a spell let. magic trying to get because it's if you see the trap there and you don't go through the door you're giving in to fear I yes. will let Hollis make a spellcraft this whole room's illusory okay uh, 15 plus oh god that's big math 32 I mean, there is an illusion spell. It's a glamour called Phantom Trap. 
that creates an illusion of a trap that you can't determine what it is or how to bypass it. It literally does nothing else. It just creates illusionary runes that look like a trap. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. But no, it doesn't do anything else. I think that might be one of them there phantom traps. It pretends to be a trap, but it really ain't one. It's just, it just makes you scared to open the door. Hmm. Huh. That's weird. Seems like a... Yeah. It's a clever trick, actually. It, it is clever, but mm-hmm. it's also one of those things that would deplete the resources of a caster, wouldn't it? Because you're probably going to try to dispel it. There you get I mean, yeah. Or if you're an intruder and see a trap, you don't go through the door. Mm-hmm. Well, and most pe- most like tomb robbers probably aren't casting types, so they'd be afraid of anything magical. They may not go through here, so that's cool. You said there's... Or they go the route that you did, where they go to the non-trapped corridor that just triggers the golem. And then they get killed. Mm-hmm. Or go to the other non-trapped corridor that probably triggers the golem. <laughs> Everything triggers the golem. All right, well, I guess uh, left would lead back towards the entryway, right? No, that's no, the right. No, that's right. right left would yeah. take us towards Sarah. So I guess we'll start on the right-hand side. Because mm-hmm. we'll the left-hand stuff probably eventually starts to circle around towards the other hallways. We'll do a circle. Clearing this place out. I guess Citra's back on point to check for traps. You begin to make your way down this darkened passage. And there's something odd about this place. As you begin to step down, first off, it is so... The cubbies here are so packed with items that it's almost as if every all the surrounding walls just absorb all sound. There's no flat surface for sound to reflect off of. Ooh. And so it's almost like you can't hear anything but the sound of your footsteps but no repeat and the sound of your breath and the subtle shifting movements. And so it sounds a lot like this recording studio where it's like eerily quiet. Yeah. yeah. It's also surprisingly dark. As you begin to make your way deeper, it's almost as if your light source is the edge of them fades in a little bit as you make your way further and further. Oh, silence in the library. The passage ahead of you continues for about 20, maybe 30 feet before turning left. You then take this passage down for maybe another 20, 25 feet. There's an arch off towards your right-hand side, and then the passage ahead of you empties out into a room. Although on yours, as you step up to this, you realize that this actually just circled right back around into the so it just Chamber, kind of it did just this. did a U. What's but then the- there's a passage off towards the right-hand side when you're down the second passage to your right. Okay, you well, should probably take that yeah. Taking that way at one, it travels for only a short distance, maybe 7-10 feet, before mm-hmm. turning sharply towards the left. You can see the passage here extends for some distance ahead with two passages off towards your right-hand side and then one off towards your left I at am the so end. turned around. Oh my goodness, I think that's the point. There's an archway off towards your right. Can you please map this out for us? Uh, if any of you wanted to pull out a sheet of parchment and start making a survival check because you've entered into a maze. Yep. Also, not a room. It's yeah, a maze. it's not a room. It's, it's a maze. <laughs> What's the trick with mazes? Always, always go on the outside. Right wall and follow yeah. it. I think that we should follow that trick. That's what I think we should do as well. Yep. So we keep we says, basically wait. keep going forward, taking a right whenever possible. I know a maze trick, and that's what we do. I will also start making survival checks. I was going to say, I don't have survival really i mean i've got a this four is a different day. i rolled a nat 20 yeah, <laughs> good maybe. for you maybe citra's the one that knows the wall trick <laughs> we start mapping <laughs> does no not a Never room mind. it's a maze i was maze. gonna say does uh does this lens of truth give me a plus on that but i don't think no it not on survival it's only in perception well a nat no, 20 it is on survival for tracks no it, we're not tracking though it's a survival check to avoid becoming lost yep i got a 33 Citra, you're immediately aware that if you continued down this passage and took that turn off towards the left from the hallway that you're in, that would actually lead you back into that first room again. 
So effectively, you found three of the four exits from that first area. Yeah, but there has to be something in the center of this maze. They wouldn't... Oh, sure. No, there's probably something here. So, Citra, you just kind of, you turn right here. Are you doing the following the right-hand wall thing as you make your way forward? Yeah, probably. Okay. Just to be safe. Yeah, I assume You can tell that the passage heads off towards your left. That second left turn, or that second right turn that you saw from the hallway that you just exited also exits into this hallway. Jeez. So you've now eliminated every passage other than the way off towards your right or continuing all the way down to your left. Following the passage off towards your right, you make a U-bend turn before finding another exit to your left, another exit down at the end to your left, and then an exit off towards your right. Go ahead and make a perception roll from the party. What? If I could come, if I could cast six level spells, I could convert one of them into find the path with unhurt. Oh man, <laughs> roll credits, find the path. I got a 12 for a 12. We've been what doing this for rolling? two years. We finally cast Perception? the Find the Path spell. Perception. Is it sight-based? It is sight-based. Uh, actually, you can make it sound-based, too. Oh, cool. I'm going to do it sound-based. So, Hollis? 12. Sudi? 24. Citra? 32. 25. Cool. You know, Hollis is kind of pulling up the end here. Citra, with your hand on the right-hand wall, you begin to make your way down. You pass by that first turn off towards your left. You can see there's another turn there, but at the end of the hall, you can see that there's a turn to your right. Also, just to have it on record, Citra does have chalk. She has been marking things. That's why her hand has chalk in it. She's been like dragging. You're drawing a line, yeah. <laughs> so you pull out your chalk. You start doing that thing. Yeah. The little the, gremlin thing yeah, comes out so and it turns, turns it, it around. Yeah. 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 yeah, this is not the labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. It is a Jareth. labyrinth. But- Oh, oh man, the whole Grecian, uh, I'm not going to say whether or not this is true, but the whole Grecian thing with the Medusa earlier could come full circle if there's a Minotaur down here. Oh man, yeah, Uh, for sure. Oh man, that'd be great. I need a... We'll find out. I need a string. Well, I got chalk. I have chalk. (laughs) That's all you get. On yours and Sudi, both of you hear movement. Again, your light source seems to almost waver. How about my dark vision? Um, Even with your dark vision, it's still surprisingly dim down here. Sudi, Onyris, both of you hear movement. This kind of this soft scrape noise, like a like a bare foot on stone. Like a minotaur. Check your shadows. This occasional sound of claws on a rock. Claws on this. Oh god, we're like in that creepy hotel in that other Doctor Who episode that is actually a minotaur <laughs> chasing them around the freaking hotel. This claws? deep breathing and this this pause seemingly coming from further ahead, that passage off towards the left where you hear this <laughs> the shadows darken down at the end of the corridor, pushing your light back. On yours and Sudi, you hear movement. On yours, the shadows darken to the point that you can't even see through it with your dark vision. Oh no. As something seems to bend but Citra, your eyes catch this faintest movement. This quadrupedal, massive, terrifying hound that slips through the shadows ahead. Its eyes gleam down the corridor at you, and it lets out this horrifying and deeply sorrowful bay. You're in the wrong hallway, man. (laughs) This echoes down the corridor at all of you as you feel this fear settle into your heart as its echo is then repeated louder from a second and louder from a third as the howls echo back and forth through the corridors of the maze and I will need the party to roll me a will save followed by initiative next time 
Oh, goodness. The fear door has fear monsters. Yay. Shadow monsters. That's exactly what the episode of Doctor Who is, though, that every single room has what your greatest fears are. And, like, you have to find the one that shows, like, your specific fears. And so Minotaur, like, chases you around. Is this, like, the Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.